blessed assurance. Greetings in Jesus' name. The message you are about Jesus to listen to is brought to you from Impact Church, located along Parker Road at Pulvi House, third floor, Westlands, Nairobi. Our vision is to be a church for those tired of business as usual. You can contact us on plus 254-710-640-240. For further details, visit our social media pages, Impact Church KE1. The kingdom of God is not a matter of words, but power. Welcome to a life-transforming message. And washed in his blood. The Lord. Amen. So this is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice in it. Amen. And the Bible says that he prepares the table before us. Praise the Lord. So this afternoon, the Lord has prepared the table before us. So when I was asked by my sister, whom, like she has just said, we minister together in one of the many platforms that God has given us. And uh, she asked me to minister today. And I told her, not a problem. I laid it in my heart and I was like, yes. So what is the theme? And she gave me the theme of the year. And the theme of the year is that this is your year of? Uh-huh, I can see the one that I've been doing. This is the year of? Hey, praise the Lord. And therefore today, by the grace of God and by the help of the Holy Spirit, we will delve deeper and understand if this is our year of harvest and we know that God is true and we know that God has not lied and we know that God is faithful, then it means that which he has promised, he is faithful to bring it to pass. Hallelujah. Amen. And therefore today will be more of a teaching, but I pray that the Holy Spirit will be able to deposit in us that which we will run with. Hallelujah. Because his word is able to keep us safe and to save us. Hallelujah. Yes. So this morning, this is a way of harvest. Then let us go forth and check. Are we harvesting what we ought to harvest? And remember, no harvest come if there is no sowing. Hallelujah. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Verse 1 all the way. And then Genesis chapter 8, verse 26, 22, Galatians 6, 7, 8, and 9, Mark 4, 28. If someone is helping me project, I'll do go that through that again. I will start with Ekleke, that one. <laughs> hey, that's it's a mouthful word. Hey, Jesus. Uh, somebody projecting, or I just go straight with my Bible. Either way, I'm good. So, now I understand why people prefer digital Bible, because we just pick and it is. So, anybody there? I want it to be more of a teaching, but at the same time, we are doing this together. I am not alone in it. Amen. So, there's Ecclesiastes, if somebody is picking it down, chapter 3, verse 1, at least the first five verses, then Genesis 8:22, Galatians 6, 7, and 8. Sweetie, give me my phone. I'll use the digital as well. Thank you. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Good. Ah, good. The Bible says this is NIV. I'll juggle between some, some translations. So the translation that I feel will speak to us better, you'll allow me to prick it out. But I'll do what is in there on the screen. There's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heaven. Carry on, verse 2. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. And verse 5. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain. 
a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away. That will suffice for now. And then Genesis chapter 8 verse 22. The Bible says, as you're all aware, about that time when God had instructed uh, Noah to build the ark. And after Noah's built the ark, and uh, the Bible says the other, everything else in earth died, animals, plants, and even humans, because they were meant to go into the ark. And he cried and asked them, come join me. And you all know the story that they did not. And therefore, after the ark has settled, and now God was coming up with another generation, the Bible says, and God gave a mark, which of course you all know, the mark of the rainbow. And he said in his heart, never again will I destroy man, in as much as He's, he has troubled me. But I want us to look at the verse 22, which is a very common verse that we always talk about. Verse 22 says, As long as the earth remaineth, rather as long as the earth endureth, seed time and harvest time, cold time and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. Praise the Lord. And last, let's look at Mark chapter 4, verse 28, and Galatians 6, 7, 8, and 9. And then we'll get into we can start with either. We can do Galatians 6, 7, 8, and 9. Hey, ladies of Allah, we are blessed. I always have somebody called Maggie helping me. Now today I've realized. Galatians 6, 7, 8, and 9. Do not be deceived, brethren. God cannot be mocked. That which a man reaps, by all means, he will. Or rather, that which a man reaps, it means he had sown. Praise the Lord. Because sowing precedeth the reaping. And uh, verse 8 and 9, just add. Okay. The next verse. The same chapter, the next verse. God, do not be deceived. Once again, I'll just start. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he has sows. All right, it is well. After all, the message is in the first verse and not the second one. So this morning, like I said when I start, that God is faithful. That God keeps his word. There's a scripture which I believe you're going to see. It talks about how when the clouds are full, when the clouds are full, they don't have a choice but to pour out rain. Praise God. I'm going to repeat that again. When the clouds are full, mm -mm, it's a natural ordinance. When the clouds are full, what happens? They will pour rain. So then that means any time that we are not able to receive our harvest, two things could be happening. It could be you are in the season of preparation of the ground. It could be you are in the season you've just sown. It could be in a season you've sown, you've paliliered. I wish I could get it the right way. But it is not a time for harvest. Praise the Lord. It means if you are filling a bag or a basket or a bucket, that the basket is not yet full. Because if you know, even in the natural, when the bucket has got water. The more you pour on it, the more it flows down, or rather overflows. Praise the Lord. So if this is the year that the Lord has said in the beginning, that this is the year of harvest, then it means by the grace of God you've had years of sowing. You've had seasons of planting. You've had seasons of, it's called weeding or removing weed. You've had season of preparation, but then a time has come for you to harvest. So then the question is, we're in the month of July or in the month of June. June is coming to the end very soon half of the year, then the question to ask ourselves, have I been harvesting? Have I harvested anything? Yet, here it is that Lord has prophesied. Lord God has spoken about it. How I pray that this morning, that the Lord will search our hearts and anything that has been a hindrance for us to harvest, may the Lord expose it and deal with it in Jesus' name. Because that which he has promised, he's got to bring it to pass. Hallelujah. He himself has said, I am going to give you a bountiful
full harvest. So this year we must receive our harvest in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Then the question is, what do we sow? Me, I'm going to ask you, and I'm going to ask myself as well. And there's a preacher that says, every time you look at your life and you don't like what you see, then change what you, what you sow. If you look around and you realize, I don't like that. Every time I wake up, there's this, there's this. Then it means there's something you need to change. Praise the Lord. You wake up and you realize you labor. You give in. You work so hard. But there's no lifting. There's no promotion. There's no gain. There's no adding up, then it means you change how you do it, isn't it? Isn't it a wise man that says if you keep doing the same thing and expect a different result, you are who you are? I'm sure you have heard that, right? So it means every time that what I see, I don't like it. Then I've got to go back and check how do I correct it? And the best correction is the genesis in the beginning. How has it been in the beginning? What have you been sown in your genesis? How is the genesis of the things you're going through? Praise the Lord. And therefore today the question is, what have I been sowing? Praise the Lord. Remember, like I said, harvest is preceded by sowing. So this morning I'm going to ask you, what have you been sowing? Which seeds have you been sowing? Are there seeds of love? Are there seeds of hatred? Are there seeds of division? Are there seeds of uh, laziness? Are there seeds of, you know, procrastination? Do you procrastinate a lot? You know, sometimes we are too spiritual that the basic things we forget. And yet, we go back to the basics. We go back to the drawing table. It, since God has said it, we know he is faithful. He does not fail. He is not mocked. He is not a liar. That which he has promised, he has said he will bring it to pass. So when it is not happening, am I not the problem? Am I not the one to check myself? God is constant. I am the variable. Praise the Lord. So may I work on my variability that it may align with the will and the purposes of God. Amen. Ask yourself again, what have I been sowing? Then the next question is not the what, but it is in the how. Because you could be sowing good seeds. But how are you sowing? Do you sow it today and you forget tomorrow? I realized something the other day. That consistency is key. But before we go to the consistency, let us look at Proverbs 11.25. And uh, even 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. This one I'll do it myself so that I don't disturb you. I mean so that I don't go below you or behind you or a faster you. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 says, But this I say... He who sows sparingly shall also reap sparingly, but he who sows bountifully shall also reap bountifully. And then verse 6, Luke chapter 6, verse 38, which we all know, that talks about how you give it to the Lord. A good measure that is pressed down, that's shaken together and runneth over. So then it means when I don't get a running over, when I also get in a meager way, maybe I also gave in a maybe I also gave sparingly, maybe I didn't give much as I wanted, so today my encouragement to you is that you will be faithful to sow generously, hallelujah so assuming you're not sowing wickedness because you're born again full of the Holy Ghost led of the spirit and we thank God for that because that's also a level that's also an opportunity. So when you've grown to a place where you're only sowing goodwill, you're only sowing love, you're only sowing that seed as the lead of the spirit, we bless God for that grace. And for those who are still struggling with one thing or another, with the infiltration of the flesh, even today, his masses are new again. He will help us to align with him. Praise the Lord. But then the question is, are we generous in what we give? Or are we giving it? We know how is our giving? And our giving is not necessarily money. Because the Pentecost 
Pentecostal church always thinks it's about money. Uh-uh. It starts with your heart. It starts with your attitude. It starts with your mind. It starts with my way of doing things. Praise the Lord. Money is just one bit of the equation. There are so many other equations that we need to be cognizant of. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And then it also goes, is it sacrificially? There's a song that we, those who are Catholic used to sing. We will go out sowing in tears and we will come back reaping in joy. How is your sowing? And again, please, there's this from thinking of money alone. It is even about our service in the house of God. How sacrificially are you? It's even in our fellowship, in our graciousness, in us as women, visiting one another, supporting one another. Remember, a man who has many friends, even him is friendly. Isn't that what the Bible says? So even you, when you realize that you look at your phone, the only people you see in your phone is you, your mother, and your yours. You don't have anything else. Is it, does that mean you're the one who's been sowing? So reach out. Go out. Praise the Lord. Be loving. Be kind. Support one another. It's not about you always. It's about that. And remember about how the kingdom of God, one can chase but two can chase. Exactly. So then that means you need to have friends. The other day I was challenged. Is it, I think it's uh, one of my ministers, was, one of the ministers was talking about the four friends. Do you have the four friends? If today Kikiumana, they'll be there for you. The four friends who broke the ceiling and brought down the sick man to be, to be healed. Who are your friends? Do you have somebody that you know, that you know that you know? It may not be many. It might even be one, but at least he's a loyal friend. Who is your friend, sweetie? Do you have a friend who can do that for you? Amen. Even me, I'm asking. I know that's all I have. You get me. And remember, he who is friendly, get friends. Praise the Lord. So today, this morning, I pray because it's a year of harvest. And remember, some harvest you can't harvest alone. You know how the Bible says Peter was told, cast the net, let it go deeper. And the Bible says that when they casted the net, they had so much that they had to call friends to come and help them do it, lest the net could have broken. So there's some blessings you need to share. You can't keep them to yourself. But who will you call if you don't have friends today? Praise the Lord. I pray this morning, even me, Father, it's a prayer. Bring my way, genuine friends. Amen? Somebody can tell, come and help me. This net is breaking. Had he not called friends, trust you me, he could have lost both. Both the fish, both the net. Because the Bible says the net was almost tearing. That he had to ask them, kujeni mupunguze hii Lord. Ikituta break. Praise the Lord. So I pray that this day, and sorry if I'm looking this side. I think it's, it's default, so let me do this. Praise the Lord. I don't know. Hallelujah. May we be people who give sacrificially. My dear, when you call me, I could be tired, but I can still pick that call. I could be tired, but I can still come to Moja. I could be tired, but I could still come to your place. I could, it's all about sacrifice. Praise the Lord. You're asking me to join you in the prayer and fasting. I could have fasted last week, but because you asked me to join you this week, I'll sacrifice again for us, for me, and for you. And that's seed. God is faithful. The other day I was encouraging 2 Samuel, I think it should be chapter 22, verse 21 and 22. I was encouraged to hear God saying, I will repay you because of the righteousness of your heart. Ah, and I was encouraged that the Lord will repay me because of the righteousness of my heart and the cleanliness of my hands. How clean are your hands? How righteous is your heart? How clean are your motives? How open are you? How genuine are you? How authentic are you? A time has come, we, women and ladies, and as in like, we are the people who have, God have mercy on the body of Christ. Today, you know how they give. 
today somebody amakanga to akufe, you know how generous those people are. But how comes when it comes to the body of Christ we struggle? How comes when we come to the house of God we struggle? How comes and yet we are the people with the Holy Ghost fire? We ask for tongues, people will speak in tongues. In fact, the Bible says tongues of men and tongues of angels. But that is where it ends. How is our heart? How genuine am I to you? Do you call me a friend? Am I genuine as a friend? I pray this heart that the Lord will look at our heart. The Bible says out of the heart flows and springs the issues of life. So may we as the body of Christ deal with our heart this morning so that we can be genuine to God and to man. Praise the Lord. We can be real to God and to man. Isn't, isn't it the reason why the Bible says about prayer? I think it should be Luke chapter 6. That when you go to the closet, yeah, the Bible says close yourself behind. Let me get that scripture. Because sometimes we lack the genuinity. We are so fake. We are so fake, Yanni. Hey, and God have mercy. With this issue of makeup also, we make so many things up. We make our faces too up until we make our hearts. I also do makeup. Don't I have it? I'm talking about how we have now taken the physical makeup, even to the things of the spirit. Somebody prays with you, but they're not genuine. Ha, ah, God have mercy. May the Lord open our eyes this morning. And every friend, enemies around our life, may the Lord divinely separate us in Jesus' name. And may the Lord attract to us the people that have a heart like us. Because there's no need to remain in the house of God and you don't have a testimony to show. There is no need to remain in this altar and serve God from January to December and there is nothing that people look at you and see God. There is no need to claim to be born again and there is no born again in you. You are not attracting that which is of the Lord. Praise the Lord. I pray this morning as the Lord searches our hearts, anything that is not of God, in his mercies he'll forgive and in his mercies he'll take it away in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm trying to get that. I think it should be Luke chapter uh, or John, the entire part when Jesus talked about prayer. And he said that, and when you pray, close it and then you shut the door. Go behind and talk to him. It means when you shut the door, it's just you and God. When you're in your bedroom alone, is there anything you cannot do? You can talk, you can sing, you can even walk the way you are. You are born because you are in your bedroom. You are yourself. And that is what God expects us, to be vulnerable to him and tell him, Father, I come before you this morning. Lord, you know I've got issues of anger. This is a prayer. God, remove anger from me. Lord, you know, I don't know why God, but I'm just jealous of that sister. It is your father. Talk to him. God, I don't know why, but I just, my body, I have a challenge in this area of lust. Isn't he your father? Doesn't he know? Doesn't he hear? He does. And it is just you and him. Deal with it at the place of prayer. I came this morning and people are just talking about the, the manifestation of God in our lives. The glory of God. And she led us very powerful even about prayer. But how do you pray? Do you, and this, I've realized these people who pray in tongues, including me. If you're not careful, you'll shandarize everywhere until it is a play. It's, it's almost a, 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 what do you call it? It's almost, a, I'm looking for the word now. God, Holy Spirit, that one. We speak in tongues too much, and this we lack sometimes. The real thing that you do. For example, if I'm talking to you and I'm just moving, I'm talking to, let me use your name. Remind me your name? Peace. Indeed, may it be your portion in Jesus' name. So I'm talking to Peace. Peace, tomorrow you're going to cook, and I look to her and I look, will she really get the communication? Will she really understand? Will she really connect? 
The other day I was telling my daughter, when you're telling me bye, mommy, look in my eyes and tell me bye. Not bye, and she's going to her school bus. You get the point. And that's what happened when you pray in tongues. You are just praying, even your own, you don't, yes, the Bible says there may be no understanding to what you are saying. But the truth is, are you really talking to God? Or are you fulfilling a checklist? Or are you fulfilling that you have prayed? Are you really talking to your maker? And what are you saying? Because even when you pray in tongues, your mind may be unfruitful, but there's a way you'll know what you're asking God for. There's a way you'll know what you're telling God. And that's why there's a difference when you pray and concentrate when, when you pray and you're walking. Not that walking is bad. Uh -uh. It helps if you're feeling sleepy. It helps if you feel you might be distracted. But why do you think the Bible says close that door, go behind it and talk to your father now. He hears. But he says you should take away distraction. Because when you've taken away distraction, it means you're not going to see anything moving or you're not going to hear anything. It is you and the father. And it's going to go straight to him. And what are you saying? Father, such this thing called my heart. Mm. Is there jealousy? Remove it. Is there, weak, is there wickedness? Remove it. Am I lazy? Take it away. Because God, I know I cannot serve you this far and I have not gone where you want me to be. Meaning I am the cause. I am the problem. There is something in me. Father, I am open. You are the great surgeon. Remove it from me. Is it last that is disturbing me? Daddy, deal with it. I have come. Praise the Lord. But you cannot do that if you think you have it all. Isn't it? Yeah, and you cannot be doing it when you are shandara bababa. You are cooking for the women. Zika yandara bababa. You are there. How? What are you saying? Yes, you may not understand, but is your heart connected to God? Are you talking to him? Are you telling him about yourself? Praise the Lord. And remember, there's a time for everything. So this the time that you are praying when you are driving. We thank God because you need to look at the road. But when you come back, don't consider that, that a prayer of you and your father. Still go to that corner. Talk to him. Be vulnerable to him. Let him do that which he needs to do. By the way, you're not impressing God. Doesn't he know us? He knows us. And even him, he says, how I wish you could be far from where you are. But I am your father. And he is faithful in Jesus' name. Amen. So how then do we give? And giving is a part of the spirit. Let me tell you, it's more spiritual than physical. So any time that you struggle to give, it is well. There are stages, there are levels. Then it means you'll go back to the father and tell the father, I struggle to give. It could be even a men as poverty mentality. Let's look at a simple example of food. To see end in Bali, food. For those people that they see food and they realize that tomorrow we will not have, what do we do? Naturally, we eat a lot. Tunajibebe na tumbo, as we call it. We carry it in our handbags. We carry it in our pockets. We don't know about tomorrow. It's natural. It's an instinct of a man to defend himself for survival. So then it means, so that means when somebody borrows you, you give him kidogo because tomorrow you don't know you're going to get. It's a natural thing. So anytime, translate that to the spiritual. Anytime you give God sparingly, you give God 50. Yes, there's season and there are levels. Because you, unless you have money, you know what you're trying to tell God? Okay, God, eat until end month. So you give what you give. I don't know that you're getting me. But I pray 
because there are levels. Even me, there are still levels I'm yet to get. He was talking about levels and dimensions. So there are dimensions that everybody needs to grow. My prayer this year, my prayer this afternoon, is that how you're going to give next Sunday is not how you gave this Sunday. How you're going to do next month is not how you have done this month. Why? Because you have grown from glory to glory, from grace to grace. There's a scripture that talks about how God is able to give us graces upon graces. So it means if this is the year of harvest, Father, may I harvest more. And because harvest is preceded by sowing, June, July, I'm sowing for December, November. Hallelujah. And how I have sown today will give me a better harvest tomorrow. Praise the Lord. The people down behind there, are you getting it? I know you're on the instrument, but are you receiving it? Receive it in Jesus' name. There are two groups of people, if they're not careful. Me, I was one. By the way, with all humility, I was an usher. I've done everything apart from security in church. <laughs> Honestly. Why? Because I've grown in church. We're like this. We are growing. We are starting, right? So I'll do present worship. I'll come down. I'll be there to welcome visitors. After the offering, I'll be part of the people who will count and give it to the accountant. As in, like, I've been there. I've done. I've served Mama Pastor. I've rushed to get her high heels from the car and flat shoes. I have served the Lord with all humility. Praise the Lord. And the Lord has been gracious. I'll give you my testimony. But there's one thing I want to say. We workers, me being one of them, we workers. And if you're a worker, tell yourself, I worker in the house of the Lord. If I am not careful, I might miss it. But I will not miss it in Jesus' name. You will not miss it in Jesus' name. You see why, what happened? Because we are so busy serving the Lord and God's people that we don't sit down to receive. Those who are taking cameras, how many, haven't you heard of a joke that says, how comes everybody gets slain apart from those who are taking cameras? You know what's the joke? No, you think Holy Spirit chooses who, to, come on. It's their issues of the heart. I'm very serious. Why do you think the Holy Spirit slays everybody? Even some of the ashes. Everybody gets slain, you don't get slain. You think God is partial or impartial? Sometimes it's because, how are you yielded to him? Yes, I agree there's a time to serve and you need to be alert. And you don't want it to fall as well. Who's going to help them? But after that, do you go back and tell Father, that which I missed, please may I not miss. That which I could have missed during when you were passing. Let me not miss all. The ones who are busy giving scriptures, I know you are alert. The scripture is said you type. You are looking at the voice. The those, you know, to ensure there's that clarity of the voice. After that, may the Lord also give you a portion in Jesus' name. But let us not be too busy that we miss it. Hallelujah. Amen. The other Sunday, one of my pastors who actually was, was in my wedding, he went to, to Ivory Coast. He's one of the presidents in African Development Bank. But he came and he told me, Princess, I'm in town. Where, in fact, he was in Kempiski. I'm the one who picked him. But then, because I was involved in serving, and I had to ensure food is ready, I, I didn't cook the people who cooked. But because it's my ministry, I was there, I ensured, I washed his hands, I served, we talked. Later on, I told Papa, here, I knelt down in the same room where we were eating. That which you released there, when I was busy preparing for you, I want to receive it. And God is faithful. Hallelujah. He's just a servant. He's just a median. Who is the giver? God himself. So I said, I'm not going to leave all. There's a song that the other day I was being reminded. Hey, I don't know whether I still know how to sing. <laughs> do not allow me. Do not allow me. Do not allow me, Jesus, to go empty-handed. 
May that be your prayer in Jesus' name. Never allow yourself to go empty-handed. The Bible says that I've prepared a table before you. So every Sunday you come, it can even be one scripture, one. But that scripture will take you through the week. That scripture will take you through the month. That scripture will take you through the month and the year. Praise the Lord. So what have you received this morning? Every Sunday, do not allow yourself to go empty-handed without hearing or receiving from the Lord in Jesus' name. Amen. Because over time, the next, how you sow it. So I have said, how do you sow? Generously, Luke 6, 38. Good measure, present, shaking together. Sacrificially, sacrificially, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 11. Faithfully, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 10. And diligently, Proverbs. Proverbs is a book full of wisdom. Praise the Lord. When you look at Proverbs, thank you, you've given us. Now you can maybe give us uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 10. Or you can actually even do either of the uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 10. So generously, sacrificially, faithfully, and diligently. And may the Lord cause us to give it that way in Jesus' name. Be it in prayer. Be it in the word. Be it in finances. Be it in our service unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Then the next question is, when do you sow? When do you give? When do you practice all this? And one of the blessings we think we'll see, every opportunity you have. Tell yourself every opportunity I have. And God told, I, God said in his word that every opportunity that you have to do good, please do good. Every opportunity that you have to be kind, please be kind. Every opportunity that you've got to love, please love. Why? Because you never know which one, which of the seed will germinate. It's in the same Bible that says, sow in the morning, sow in the evening, sow at lunchtime. Do not get tired of sowing. Praise the Lord. And the moment sowing becomes your doing and your life, trust you me, reaping will be your lifestyle. The moment sowing is your doing, is your default mode. This is my default mode. I have an opportunity to sow, sow. I have an opportunity to give, give. Trust you me, you will also become a lifestyle receiver. You'll also become a lifestyle giver. I mean receiver. Like receiving becomes your lifestyle. And this is in all dimensions. Not in one dimension. In how many dimensions? In all dimensions. I'll give you a very simple example that happened the other day. So that it doesn't look like it's a year. Two, a, month, a few months ago, you all know, uh, one of those who are on Facebook, uh, Reverend Joyce Karioki said she's putting up a meeting for pastor's wives, 10 years and below, if you've been married. See, you've had a fall in that 10 years and below. So here I went. But in the process, then she asked me about, she just thought of asking me on guidance on what to do. And I gave, not money, I gave my time. Not money. I gave my ideas. I gave my thought on how we can do this, on how we can do that. And at the end of all, after all this said and done, God surprised me. You know how the Bible, how the, when, when Joseph came and interpreted the dream, the Bible says after that, like I said, oh, king, choose ye a man among the kingdom, either king or Daniel, and let him do this, this, this. What the Bible says, who else can do it unlike you? The Bible says, and the king told David, or, I mean, Joseph or Daniel, you do be the one to do it. After all he said and done, it is that day she told me, you'll be the one to moderate this program. And then ended up moderating a program for pastor's wives. By the time I left that place, with all humility and father received all the glory, I received over 10 invitations. <laughs> 
and to God be the glory. I ended up moderating the session. In fact, you could think we've been one. In fact, I met this Pastor Susan Munen. I was telling her, the one people called her Pastor Tua Tua. You all know her. Because she came later. Then she ended up telling me, hey, you, are you, you guys have done, really done this program well. How long have you been planning it? I'm like, where? Me. They are the planners of me. I only came. She doesn't, didn't believe that I was not part of the program. Because every time Reverend Joyce could say, Princess, do we close this meeting now or when? And she could kind of having me in the, at least you'll think we had planned this together. And at the end of it all, God was able to be glorified. Now, she's, we are planning now chapters for Nakuru, Naivasha, you know, and the towns. And to God again be the glory. And yes, and to God again be. What am I trying to say? How do you give? Are you generous? Anytime you have an opportunity, when you ask for something and you have the grace, please give now. These giftings, callings, and skills, they're not yours. The people behind the machines, when you ask to come and play keyboard, please do it. Whether they will pay you or they will not. Whatever God has put in you, please give it to the Lord and to his people generously in Jesus' name. Amen. So before we proceed, I had a prayer written down that this day, because Father, you are faithful. How many people have been sowing in their lives since they know how to sow is? You've been sowing spiritually, physically, financially, but you've been sowing, isn't it? Good. So today we're trusting God, and I don't know whether you've been reaping, and in case you've not been reaping, then you should check yourself. But all of us, including myself, we are going to ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, search my heart this morning, and if there's any error that, I, that is in me, any wickedness, any seed, please have mercy and remove. Make it your prayer in Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus this morning, search my heart. Search my heart this morning, O oh God. And look at me from where I sow. How do I sow? If there is any wickedness in my heart, Father, have mercy this morning and remove it from me. And if my motives have been impure, if my motives have been wrong, please forgive me and cause my heart to flow with good virtues. Any wrong motive in my heart this morning, Lord have mercy. Jehovah forgive me. Let me, Lord, be a woman after your own heart. Let my heart be of pure motive. Let my giving, I give it from the place of honesty, from the place of integrity, from the place of goodness, from the place of unto the Lord. Do that which only you can do, Lord, and receive all the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. And again this morning, I thank God. Give your hands to Jesus now that you want to clap. Yes. And this morning as we continue, I want us to appreciate one thing, that everything starts from the heart. Everything starts from the heart. And how our heart is, is how we will see around. As indeed been said, Jesus said to his disciples, when the disciples, when other people are saying, how comes your disciples do not wash hands when they eat? You all know what Jesus replied. It is not that which goes into the mouth of a man, but it is that which comes from within that defiles him. Are we defiled this morning? Is it that we are the problem? Because for sure we've been sowing. That one I can take it to the Lord. Some of us have even given the last coin. And trusting God to give yet we did not reap. Is God wicked? Mm -mm. Is God a liar? Is God unfaithful? Mm -mm. So it means there's still something wrong somewhere. And that is how the enemy has done until we have gotten discouraged of giving. The enemy has discouraged us. You hear people give and boom. 
they receive a harvest. Somebody, boom, I got money in my account. Some of those testimonies you hear and you say, ah, are these testimonies on earth? People tell you they receive, may have never received money from my bank account for free, for sure. And I, you know I'm standing in the presence of the Lord. But you've had people who have received such testimonies. You've had people who've received promotions that are known. Yet, we are the same God we serve now. Do we serve two different gods? Mm -mm. So back to, say, back to the basics. So me, I've decided to go back to the basics to check this thing called the heart. And the Bible says the heart of the man and the thoughts of the man are desperately weak. So we are that place. God, do your surgery. God, do your thing. Open my heart. Search me again. Anything that is not right. Ah, Baba, I am tired of this thing that I'm living and I don't seem to be. Get it out of me. Because when you get it out of me, then it means I will be on the right path. And everything I do right, I will receive right. Good measure. Press down. Shaken together and running over unto me. So may our hearts this day, may we jealously guard this heart. And that the other day I was encouraging somebody, please ensure you have peace. Because if you don't have peace, how will we draw? No wonder the Bible says, with joy you shall draw from the wells of salvation. So joy and peace. Father, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, isn't it? So we should. So then that means how do we become righteous if your heart is not right? Right with God and right with man. So righteousness starts with me and you. Starts with our heart. Then from there, peace flows. Peace above, peace like a river will flow. And then joy, everlasting joy. And with that combination, then we are not only going to draw from the joy. Of, but then again, do you draw some that you've not deposited? Uh -huh. So it means, and that's why sometimes I say the things of the spirit are just too complex. That the only thing you can do is to live right. And let the Holy Spirit order your steps. Let the Holy Spirit tell you, time to sow. Let the Holy Spirit tell you, do this. Let the Holy Spirit tell you, because it is the only way you can be able to make it. Otherwise, if you look at the Ten Commandments, you know you keep one and you keep nine and you break one, you have sinned. But thank God for the time of grace. But even in this season of grace, it's not that we may sin. Uh -uh. In fact, it is that we may do more because we are graced more. Praise the Lord. It is the season of grace because with grace now, we can do more than they did. Because we are led of the Holy Spirit. And it's the spirit of grace. Praise the Lord. The other day I was being challenged and I was told, Jesus told his disciples, couldn't you even pray with me with, for one hour? And that time the Holy Spirit had not been released. You know that, right? So if the disciples were told to pray for one hour without the Holy Ghost indwelling, how much me and you? One hour without the Holy Ghost indwelling. Me and you that are indwelled of the Holy Spirit. Me and you that he lives and walks in us. How much more should we pray? Praise the Lord. No wonder the Bible said that the glory of the latter house shall be greater than the glory of the former house. Because we are in another dispensation. So I pray that even this dispensation, our sowing will be different. And because we will sow differently, we will reap differently. Praise the Lord. We will sow more we will reap more. Praise the Lord. And once again, I pray this day that my heart will not stand between me and my harvest. Uh -uh. I refuse that this heart, ah, you, you better hear, you will not stand between me and my harvest because I know I'm a diligent sower. Be it in prayer, whatever it is, I know I do it right. So I need to get the harvest in bumper. Praise the Lord. I don't want to be discouraged, oh, because the enemy has ensured that the body of Christ realizes that giving is in vain. It's not about the giving is in vain. It's about our heart. Giving has never been in vain now. Because you go to the shamba, you plant maize. Won't you reap maize? 
You plant whatever, won't you reap that one? So it means when we are not reaping the, what we have, we have sown, there's something that is hindering our, our reaping and our harvest. But this day in the name of Jesus, every harvest that is delayed, it is going to be quickened in my life in Jesus' name. And therefore you heard, hear the word of the Lord this morning. Make your ways right with God because you've got to be aligned with this Jesus. Amen. So we must be born again. I believe we are born again. We must be faithful in tithes and offering. Praise the Lord. The Bible says when you tithe, Malachi 3, 7, doesn't it talk that I'm going to do what? To rebuke the devourer. Meaning the devourer keeps on looking left and right who to devour. Isn't that what the Bible says? Yes. So it means for the Lord, imagine God himself is giving you somehow a condition because he knows that you can work so hard. Look at the, the sort of giddiness which I'm going to go into. You can work so hard, so hard, plant, uh, put manure, put fertilizer, and then the bumper harvest is ready. But before it comes, what happened? Our devourer comes. So God tells you, for me to defend you from that devourer, because that devourer is not going anywhere. He's here to stay until the last day of judgment. So I want to give you an internal assurance. Please be faithful in your tithe. And let me tell you, there are people who are challenged with tithe. is workers. Workers, then the pastors. Nobody should lie to you. Tithing is a discipline that you've got to teach yourself. That teach yourself that when money comes, immediately give what belongs to Caesar to Caesar, which in this case is God. Give his 10%, manage the 90, and he's faithful. You're going to start from managing to flourishing. You know why we don't? Because it's not enough even for us. Even that 100 is not, in fact, you need 120 now. But you have 100, you get the joke. So giving becomes hard because your needs are more than what you have. I remember one preacher told us that what you have, if it's not enough to give you food, that's seed. It is hard. And that's, in fact, he got it from the book from this woman, the widow of Zarephath. This is the widow of Zarephath. Yes, the one who said, I'm taking the few uh, sticks to go and make food for me and my son, then after this we die. Yes, and after that, the Bible says that Elisha told him, go and make for me first. One of the pastors says, that sounds like a very wicked prophet. I'm telling you, this is my last meal. I want to die. And you're telling me, make for me first. But you all know the story. In other words, even her, I'm sure it took the Holy Ghost to tell her obey, to tell her do this. It isn't easy because in the natural, this is literally the last meal. And then the prophet, who is a big man. I'm sure prophets were not small at that time. And then who is also, at, and I, by the way, do you know how mothers will sacrifice for children? Even the mother could have given the baby maybe first, isn't it? But this prophet is saying, even the baby, I'm bypassing the baby, me first, whatever. And you know the story. So I pray that this morning, that every harvest that we've been sowing, God will teach us to start with the basic. And the basic is tithe. Do you know you can serve and serve, yet your life remains? And then you say, God is wicked. God is not wicked check our hearts. Praise the Lord. So let's go to tithing. I'm sure you all know what tithe is. I don't know how you do it, but this morning you're going to repent and ask God, Father, where have eaten your tithe? Where have eaten your portion? Where have taken the curse? No wonder. So I have supported the, the, the devourer to, devo to devour me. Because it is, that is supposed to be a protection uh, premium. We've eaten the premium that are supposed to, pro to protect you. So today you're going to ask, Father, in the name of Jesus, lift your hands and tell him, Father, in the name of Jesus, forgive me for the times I've been unfaithful to tithe. Forgive me from the days I've been unfaithful to the tithing. I've ate that which was meant to protect me. I've actually ate that which was supposed to be my defender, my defense, my protector, my devourer. God have mercy on me and help me from today to be faithful. Oh, Holy Spirit, please help me. Only you 
can help me. I have tried, I have failed in the many times, but this morning I ask for a grace to start afresh, to be faithful, that every money that cometh my way, I may be able to be a faithful tither in Jesus' name. Amen. And as we continue to be faithful in tithing with our money, we will start tithing other things. We start tithing suits, we start tithing time, from the 24 hours, you need to give God 2.4 hours. We will start to be faithful. Not legalistically. Uh -uh. Let us get it very clearly. Just being obedient to the word of God. Hallelujah. People grow in levels. You've heard of the people who gave God 90 and kept 10. Sijafika apo. But I pray, I will praise God. They did the opposite, right? But the point is they had grown in levels with God. From 10 to more. So if us, we are struggling with the 10, God have mercy, amen. But he is a merciful God and he is a faithful God. It doesn't, the Bible says every morning his mercies are new. May we receive his mercies that are new this morning in Jesus' name. Another point that I would mentioned earlier is you must be true to yourself and to God. Ananiah and Sapphira, did they cheat God or they judge themselves first before God? Did they cheat the servants of God? The Bible says no. Peter rebuked him and told him, why have you decided to lie to, lie to the Holy Spirit? I pray that this morning, it's not about the servants of God, it's about the Holy Spirit in us. Amen. Ananias and Sapphira, they're the ones who said we will do this, but they come to the altar and lie. The man of God may not know, but the Holy Spirit is the one that you have lied to. I pray this day we will be true to self and true to God. Hallelujah. We will keep our vows and our pledges. Haven't you heard? Do not vow and not keep it. Lest the angel of the Lord destroy you and destroy the works of your hands. I pray again. We will not vow for the sake of making man happy and miss heaven in Jesus name. And lastly, what is your expectation? The Bible said that the expectations of the righteous shall not be cut off. I pray that every time we sow, we will know that he is faithful to give it to us. Please help me get Hebrews chapter 6 verse 18. Hebrews 6 18. But as they are looking at Hebrews 6 18, I want us to count him faithful who has called us. I want us to count him faithful who is truly faithful and he has never failed and he will never fail. And he is not going to start failing with me. Amen. Because he is God and his faithfulness endures forever and ever. Hallelujah. Amen. So as we finish Hebrews chapter 6 verse 18, we've got three prayer points to pray. Let me read. That by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie. Amen. That we may have a strong consolation that God is able to do unto us what he has promised to do. Amen. He is able and he is faithful. Praise the Lord. So as we finish, three things we are going to say that are compoundants or catalysts or fertilizers of our sowing. Just in the natural when you sow, you do everything that you need to ensure it comes to pass. Please let us remember, consistency is key. Amen? Consistency is key. And that's why I was saying in Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 3, that when the clouds are full, for sure they will pour rain. And then again, the other thing is character. So there are three things, consistency, character, the contrite heart and a continuous soul search. Praise the Lord. The compounders and the catalyst of our harvest will be consistency. Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 3. Number two, character. Number three, continuous soul search. And number four, contrite and a humble spirit. Praise the Lord. 
are you consistent? Because the more you sow, the more you sow, the more you give your time, your money, your heart, your service. The Bible says when the clouds are full, they will pour rain. Amen? Are your clouds full? Every time, and remember, you can also ask the Holy Ghost to compound your efforts. Amen? He's able, remember with two fishes and five loaves, he was able to feed thousands. So meaning even the little that you do. Remember how even the Bible says that the lepers, that they took the step of faith. And the Bible says, and the God, the angels compounded the steps that they sounded like the steps of the Syrian man. Do you know how leprous people are? They don't have strength. They can't even place. They put a feed like this, you can't even feed. But the Bible says the enemy had a secret of the Syrian army that was coming. What does that mean? God was able to compound pound their steps. God was able to add their steps, argument angel steps to the steps of the lepers, the four lepers. And therefore it means every seed that we sow, we are going to ask God as we sow this seed, my time, my money, whatever I do, God compound it and argument it that it may be able to fill the clouds first. Because when these clouds are full, when these clouds are full, when these clouds are full, they will definitely pour rain in Jesus' name. Amen. And then continue soul search so that every time you don't go against God's will. May the Lord continue to make it a prayer every time. Father, as I wake up this morning, I pray that I may not only do right, but I may be conscious anytime I quench you or I hurt you in Jesus' name. And then, of course, me and you know that a content and a humble spirit, he will not despise. Hallelujah. Amen. So this morning, I want to make three or four prayer points. That the Father will quicken our harvest because we have been sowing. Everywhere there is a delay. Whether it is a delay because of my character, whether it is a delay because of my, my doing, whether it is the delay because of the wickedness of the household, whether it is the delay of the demons, whatever source of delay. Father, this morning, quicken my harvest. Make it a prayer point in Jesus' name. Father, this morning, make it a harvest. Make my harvest quick this morning. Make my harvest faster this morning. Lord, this year, you have said that this is the year of harvest. I pray every seed that I've been sowing that Lord ought to be getting its harvest now. There's a delay of the enemy. There's a delay of my character. There's a delay of my habits. There's a delay of my laziness. I have delayed oh God. Whatever reason, whether it's delay in getting a child, whether it's delay in getting married, whether it's a delay in in getting that spouse, whether it is in a delay in that tender, whether it's a delay, whatever form of delay, Father, you know it, you know it, my God. This year, by your grace and by your spirit, Lord, quicken my quicken my harvest, quicken my harvest. Judge the delay, judge the delay, judge the delay. Have mercy this morning. Restore that which I ought to have. Replenish that which I've lost. Let there be an increase. Bible says you're the God of increase. You're the God of increase. Increase me this morning because I have sown in the past in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. For the next three prayer points, just stand up on your feet and pray this prayer. God of harvest, send my harvest today. God of harvest, send my harvest today. Cause me to harvest in full. Every form of seed and sowing that I've been sowing God. I need to harvest, oh God. Make my harvest full. Make my harvest full this morning. Make my harvest full this season. May this theme 
of the year never pass me, O oh God. May this year still not pass me, O oh God. We have seen that there are two immutable things that is impossible for you to lie. You had promised in the beginning of the year that I shall harvest. May I harvest this morning. May I harvest this season. May I harvest this season. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. The next prayer I'm going to pray. Every destroyer of my harvest, every plunder of my harvest, receive the judgment of God this morning. Receive the judgment of God this morning. Every destroyer of my harvest, every plunder of my harvest, receive the destruction of the Lord this morning. Receive the judgment of the Lord. The Lord rebukes you this morning. The Lord rebukes you this morning. I shall harvest that which I have sown. I shall harvest that which I have sown. May the Lord judge you this morning. Receive the judgment of the Lord this morning. Father, receive the praise and glory for that which you are doing in Jesus' name. Amen. Lastly, hold your head and tell the Father to anoint you with his grace to fight the Midianites of your life. To anoint you like he anointed Gideon, that you may fight the Midianites that are affecting your life in Jesus' name. Father, anoint me this morning with the anointing of Gideon, like you anointed Gideon and called him a man of valor to rise against the Midianites. This morning, oh God, I receive the anointing of Gideon to fight with my Midianites, to fight with my Midianites. They shall no longer plunder my harvest, O God. The grace to fight the Midianites. The grace to fight the Midianites. The grace to fight the Midianites. Anoint me afresh this morning that I may deal with every Midianite of my life. Everything that is standing between me and my harvest. It is judged this morning. Oh, you said you teach my hands to wage war. Cause me to wage war. To receive my harvest. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. Once again, we adore you. We glorify you, Lord, for your faithfulness. Holy Spirit, teach us to sow in goodness, in mercy, in faithfulness, with diligence, with heart of gratitude. Faithfully, cheerfully order us to do that which you want us to do in all spheres of our life, in the physical, in the spiritual, and in all areas, Lord. May we lack nothing. Because you said you are able to make all grace abound, that in having sufficiency, we may not lack a thing. May we not lack a time to sow. May we lack nothing, oh God. But when it comes to sowing, may we be faithful in sowing. And when it comes to reaping, we know you do not lie and you are faithful. And in the fullness of time, we will harvest a bounty harvest in Jesus' mighty name we are praying. Your hands together for Jesus.
The message is brought to you from Impact Church, located along Parker Road at Polvi House, third floor, Westlands, Nairobi. Our vision is to be a church for those tired of business as usual. You can contact us on plus 254-710-640-240. For further details, visit our social media pages, Impact Church KE1. The kingdom of God is not a matter of words.